You win some, you lose some. But you live, you live to fight another day. Push the button. That's a rush hour. Live. No, rush hour, uh, rush hour clip. All right. Welcome, welcome back. Talking, Cecil. You said what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> welcome back to let us speak it's another episode uh we're back in living color literally it means so much more <laughs> during this time yeah, um, no. man let's speak episode three thank you guys shout out to those who are who's watching us right now on youtube and those who are listening to us on apple Podcasts and spotify we thank you guys for rocking with us and if you're listening to us again i appreciate you we appreciate you so make sure you subscribe with my good buddies osahan and abraham my name is (laughs) my name is cecil williams i am your host for this podcast presented by the craft factory and before i go to them as far as asking the regular question how are they doing let me just do anything rest Let me just address what's already been addressed. Yes. Who, who's wearing a dress? We know. We know <laughs> nobody wearing, I hope not. We know what's going on. We know what happened with George Floyd. Are we upset? Yes. Hell yeah. Are we dealing with, we dealing with everything right now? Yes. Is there protests happening that you know, we are that we may have been a part of or we involved in a lot of different things, whether it's church, whether it's family relationships. Yes. Are we OK? No. <laughs> like, let's just kill that noise. No, we're not OK. But what I can ask, what I can ask to my buddies is, fellas, how are you guys handling and receiving everything since, of course, you heard the news of George Floyd? And you, you're seeing the protests, you're hearing all this stuff. I'm sure we've all have entertained really great conversations, but at the same time, really dumb conversations. We have, um, we have had some, some questions that we probably didn't like, questions that we probably welcomed because there was a conversation that needed to be had. We've seen social media. We've seen it all. The world knows everything. So it's not like we're, we're saying something brand new. So I will ask. Fellas, and anybody can go. How are you guys doing when it comes to all of this happening right now? Bishop Osa, you want to take the floor? You want to take the floor first? <laughs> wow. I shall, my first? friend. My friend, I shall take wow. the floor first. Okay, I, 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 I beg you. Uh, hey. You're too kind. You're too kind. Uh, oh, God of bless course, you. Of course. We uh, thank God. Oh. Uh, me, uh, me. Ah, giving honor to God who is the head of my life. Oh, uh, uh, oh. Uh, I need a tambourine. <laughs> Honestly, I'll, I'll keep it a buck. Please. Two Virgils. So, two Virgils. We'll keep it two Virgils and we'll explain that in a moment. So, <laughs> so, so Monday, Monday, George Floyd is murdered. Tuesday, video comes out. Tuesday, Wednesday, I was pissed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pissed. I keep it a buck. I was on some. I was on some, I don't like white people right now. Like, I'm frustrated. And here's, here's just for some context before y'all go, oh, that's how you really feel, huh? <laughs> for some context, it was more so along the lines of uh, just a trend that I've noticed in the, the church space is we have moments like this where 
you know, social justice comes up and you could have a black Christian leader speak up about it and everybody's okay. But let a white Christian leader speak up about it and they want to be an ally. They want to be an accomplice in the action and white people don't like it. They drag them in the comments. And so for me, I'm watching this. I'm watching people near and dear to me, uh, you know, white brothers and sisters speaking up about it and getting dragged. And for me, it's like, oh, okay, so that's what we're doing here. All right. So so we're going to you know, claim Christ on Sunday, but we're going to drag people for speaking out about the things that Jesus would speak about on Sunday, on, on Tuesday. That's fine. Okay, cool. So I was hot. Tuesday, Wednesday, I was hot. Um, Wednesday, I did my best to kind of just disconnect from news, social media, all of that stuff. Wednesday night, I got an interesting text message from a, a youth pastor friend of mine, and uh, he was just checking in on me and he said, hey, you know, I'm thinking about having a conversation tomorrow on Instagram live about uh, race. Would you be down to do it? If not, like I completely get it. But would you be down? I said yes. And it was probably one of the best yeses uh, I could have said uh, during this time. And so what it led for what it led to for me was a series of conversations that I've been having since. And uh, at some point, yeah, you get exhausted of having the conversation of repeating the same stuff over and over and over to try to help people understand. So what I've just done is just forwarded people along to that conversation. I had it was a 50 minute conversation and I just pass it along to people and say, hey, if you really want to know what I think without me killing myself, saying it for the 30th time, just watch this, just watch this so that it's something captured and people can look at it. Um, I was good. And then the uh, what was it? The third degree murder charge. They do the autopsy and the silly district attorney says, oh, it's only third degree murder. I said, here we go again. Eric Garner, Trayvon Martin. Like, here we go again. Sandra Bland. Sandra like, here we go again. On. The list goes on. I was hot, hot once again. I was getting good again. Mind you, I haven't watched the news. And then yesterday. I'm watching the news. I decided to turn on the news. Let me just be innocent. Mm. Protesters in D.C. All of a sudden, I see tear gas and rubber bullets being fired at them. Officers swinging at people. President comes out, gives an address, a very dog whistle filled address to his base. And then he makes this walk, this stroll across the street to the Episcopal Church across the street that's boarded up for a photo op. So this man sat here, had tear gas fired at peaceful protesters so you could have a photo op? Nah, player. So I'm good, but I'm not good. I've seen some foolishness like that. Yeah. Um, Bishop Osa, you, you spoke some truth. For me, um, I mean, even last week, you know how we talked about my favorite uh, rappers growing up was DMX and Eminem. So I kind of, my, my, my anger uh, ran a little bit more uh, deep than yours did. I, I gave in a little bit more, you know, uh, as a child of God, I should have, I shouldn't have. But when everything first came out, of course, I was upset, um, not because. It, uh, it was George Floyd specifically, but it was a pattern. We've had George Floyd. We've had Tamir Rice. You've had Sarah Bland. We've had so many black men and black women who've been taken out and uh, with no to little to no repercussions and with video evidence and people somehow still denying saying like, hey, we need to see what happens beforehand or hey, they must have had a criminal record or hey, they should have complied. So immediately I gave into anger. 
I was on my, you know, white people, y'all, white people and cops, y'all the enemy. Um, but as the week went by, I kind of tried to tell myself to relax because I know it's not all white people, you know, a saying that has been, um, that we've been saying ourselves a lot, but it's so true. And it reminded me of, um, Cecil actually brought up this saying recently and it reminded me back to my college days when we used to say, uh, during the Trayvon Martin, um, situation, we used to say pro-black does not equal anti-white. And so I had to remember that. I don't hate white people. I don't, you know, just because I'm pro-black doesn't mean that I disregard that there are good white individuals who stand, who, who are trying to understand, who are trying to learn, who are allies, just like other people of color who, let's be real, not all members of the Latino community, the Latinx community, not all members of the Asian community stand with us. That's just a simple truth. I've encountered racism from that side numerous times throughout my life. But there are those who do. So um, I had to tell myself, like, look, I can't be against anybody just like that. Um, I have to understand that right now to focus on combating racial injustice. And so I was I was kind of cool. Um, I was on Twitter a lot. And to be honest, it wasn't every day I posted Black Lives Matter. I just posted that tweet. That's how I start off the day. Just a reminder for the T.O. But I spent a lot of time just retweeting information that other people were sharing regarding the situations going on, retweeting other people's experience. And while reading it, it like it broke my heart. There were times where I got really sad just hearing of all the things that are going on across the country um, while people are trying to protest peacefully, that they are getting abused. They're getting hit with tear gas. I mean, shoot, dogs are being set on them, rubber bullets for just protesting peacefully, which is what every critic has wanted us to do anyway. You know, you see that hypocrisy. But then uh, there were moments of laughter, too, from the black community in terms of the uh, uh, the archival unit. Shout out to Twitter for for the uh, for black Twitter for um, making light of that situation. You know, uh, while we have law and order special victims unit, we also have black Twitter who they keep receipts, dog. They keep receipts. The this you or, or open up your purse or you know what they've been giving me humor and whatnot or um and all that but there have been a few instances this week where I've had a white individual tell me like they don't want to hear about the protests like let's not talk about that despite them being around a community of black men it's like hold on you're telling us not to talk about something that is affecting our lives directly. Oh, nah, man's, man's, man's left the chat super quick before we really blew up, <laughs> before we really blew up. So I've had instances like that. I've had in, um, encounters with other people who feel like, oh, these protests are, they're bad. They're, they're not doing anything. They're harmful. And it made me realize that here's the thing. We have to understand there's a difference between the protests and the riots. There's a vast difference. Back home in Newark, New Jersey, they were protesting peacefully. Back in New York, they were protesting peacefully. All over the country, they're protesting peacefully. Now, the riots are an unfortunate side effect of protesting. And some of the riots are justified. People are angry. We've been told to, to not kneel. We've been told to do things quietly. We've been told not to talk on our public platforms. Mm -hmm. We've been told to do this, to, to not do that. That, you know, at the end of the day, people are fed up. 
But you also need to understand people who are criticizing the, the protest, they need to understand that some of those riots are actually perpetra- perpetrated by people who have nothing to do with the protests, who have nothing to do with what we're talking about, who are just here to cause chaos. And some of them actually have the same skin color as the critics who are sitting behind the screens telling us that Say people it. of color aren't doing it, it the right way. We've seen Say constant it. videos of that. We look at John Jones in New Mexico. He took spray cans from two white individuals who weren't even protesting. There was no one around protesting, but they wanted to cause havoc. We've seen videos of only white people breaking into a store. And you see protesters actually telling them, like, yo, that's not what we're here for. That's not what we're doing. But they're doing that. But somehow they get ignored. And we're labeled, black people, people of color are labeled for protesting as just looters and rioters. So that's the thing that really has me heated the most out of all this week is how everybody is looking to deflect from the situation and to not focus on why we're doing it. They're just looking at, oh, something bad happened. That's all the attention we're going to pay. We're going to pay towards it. But otherwise, you know, today I was like, we're going to be we're going to be recording. You know, I always enjoy recording with y'all. And I was like, I got to debut a new webcam. I decided to pick out the fro, you know. I got the ring light on. Y'all, I'm, I'm feeling myself right now, so I'm gonna go right now. Else? Pro action happening right now. Yeah, you know, Cecil had the fresh cut. I was like, no, let me let my hair breathe a little bit, see what happens. Oh, so you copy? Got it. Uh, I didn't cut anything though. Wow! No, see, look see, at him looking down on us again. I can't even I can't. let him do so, so, had I actually got the haircut, you would have been upset. That's crazy. Well, you didn't really. Oh, this man. Is, I mean, you know what? He would have been upset if I didn't get my cut from him. That's, That's what, what it, it would have been. That's what it, okay. I just hey, decided low key though. Lo- low key though, I say this. It's hard though not to feel good after the last versus battle. I can't even call it a battle. What happened on Sunday? Yeah. I I don't know how you could not feel good after. Well, that. B- before before we get to to the uh, to the battle, I will say this. Um, to debunk some questions, I've been getting a few couple questions. Yeah. Number one, well, questions and slash uh, statements that I have entertained in conversations. Number one, um, of course, we know, you know, George Floyd and countless, countless people, unarmed black men, have been murdered. Here's your fun fact for the day uh, to the those who are watching and listening: that Michael Vick went to jail. Four, four hundred and ninety-three days. That's more than a year. Do you know? Since there is at least of all the mur- the black men that have gotten murdered unarmed, they've spent a number of zero, zero days in jail. Like, let's just take that in. <laughs> uh, number one, two. Um, I got this statement. I was in a conversation with somebody, and I think it was on Facebook. Um, they said the comment of like, "Hey, can you be pro-white and anti-black?" And mind you, this is oh, I saw that. This is a person that he's not racist at all. He was just asking a question, conversation. I said, "You know what? In this moment, I don't have time to call you a dummy, but I will answer <laughs> in the most proper way possible." And I said. Being pro-white is hard to digest and it's hard to exist. Why? Because being pro-anything means I'm still striving for something. I'm trying to chase something. That's why I'm pro 
black or someone is pro black and anti white being pro white is hard to do because you have everything you have the power you have the 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 government you have the systems in in your favor so how can you be pro white when you already have everything <laughs> don't make sense number 3 i have seen and of course the same old saying of people saying well what about black on black crime here's a oh, here's Here's a for, here's an example to give you guys to kind of put that to bed. Breach. Here's your picture. This you have never heard a black man say, "I'm about to kill another black man because he's black." You'll never hear it. Never. Mm, never. Now, on the flip side, we have seen countless people that don't look like us that have less melanin, melanin, and have killed unarmed black men. Why? Because they're black. So to put things in perspective, the reason why we look at black on black, that topic as a stupid one is because our reasoning, which is still bad, but our reasoning, if we cause harm or stuff like that, it's never because of a color. You will never hear it. You can go to the jails right now and interview all the the, the suspects. They have never said, oh, I murdered him because, you know, he was a nigga. Like, never. So that's, that's, that's out. My final discrepancy is to those of you who are white and say, Hey, I want to help. I want to, I want to, um, how can I, how can I help, you know, change this and all this stuff. Stop asking that in a manner like we have the solution. We don't have the solution. (laughs) We are the victims. (laughs) We've been trying. We've been trying. We've been trying. That's why we protested. <laughs> We've tried for hundreds of years. And we're looking for it. So why ask us? Hey, how 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 can I help? You guys have white supremacy. It's a fact. It's known. It's out there. So why ask us for a solution that you guys created? You have the solution. All you gotta do is really just change change some laws, change the constitution. That's it. Change your mindset. Arrest the officers for Christ's sake. We're still protesting, and these officers are scotch-free, and people are literally dying in protest. That makes no sense to me. None. And, and please, stop, stop saying that, hey, we need to wait to see what happened before the video started, or when we need to see what other, what other stuff happened beforehand to see if they have a criminal record. That has nothing to do. When you're met with, a video, with video proof of blatant murder, it's, I don't see how you can all of a sudden try to make an excuse for it. He could have moved his knee. He could have moved his knee to his shoulder. Anything. Honestly, honestly, this case, this case with George Floyd puts to bed every single like rebuttal that people have when we're talking about this was a this was a, uh, a a brutal murder. This was a murder. People get offended when you say this was a murder. Oh no 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 no! Like you you, you got to hold on there. You can't you can't make that bold presumption. Every man deserves his day in court. Well, George Floyd surely all didn't get his sudden. day in court. Okay, all of a sudden people need their day in court. Oh, Here's the crazy oh, part. The Every time I've heard people say, "Well, what about for example?" Well, we don't know what happened before the knee was in his neck. Another video came out from the uh, restaurant across the street showing what happened. Well, we don't know. We don't know in between Doesn't what happened even when he was matter. taken from that spot. Like, to that. So here's the crazy part. Another video comes out showing what happened when he was in the back of the police cruiser. All the information that was put out initially on Tuesday was 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 way off. 
he was he was uh, uh, arrested over a forged check. No, it wasn't over a forged check. Okay, it was over yeah. a counterfeit twenty that he probably didn't even know about. Even the the owner of the store came out and said, honestly, the man didn't know. Number two, uh, uh, the initial police report said that well he uh, he got claustrophobic. That's why he didn't want to be in the back of the cop car. But the third. I'm sorry, not cop car, police cruiser. But the third video that came out showed him in the back of the police cruiser, and there's an officer whooping on him, beating on him. You know what people and say then to the that other thought? officer who was people what? are saying, "Oh, but we didn't see exactly what happened inside the car. We're just making assumptions." It's like, look from that yeah, video, making assumptions. you can tell. Look, you can see this <laughs> motion. And then the officer down. who was keeping watch was he turns around and notices a camera, and he says, "Hey, camera, camera, camera." So that's when they pulled him out of the vehicle. So I, I too would be claustrophobic if I'm in the back of a police cruiser and I have somebody firing off on me. Right. I'm just so every single excuse that's been thrown out there is being debunked and rebut. And at this point, this is what my hope and my prayer is in all of this. And to to your point, even Cecil, when people say, "Well, what do I do?" White people say, "What do I do?" The only thing I tell them is this: if you see us in on the action, be an accomplice on the action. Right. Don't sit back on the sidelines and send your safe little tweets or your safe little social media posts. That's safe. But when I look back at the civil rights movement, the people that made a difference were the people who were willing to march arm in arm with MLK and the gang and head on and, and, and march to Selma. It was the people who were willing to be accomplices. So I hope and I pray this is not just a passing moment. Today is Blackout Tuesday. I hope and I pray that it, this is a stepping stone to more action and this isn't just something that's just the cool fad, the cool hashtag for the next week or two. I hope there's real action that comes out mm-hmm. of this. And I, I see people, you know, this is the one time in my, my lifetime where I, f- I, I, can s- I can really start to see change as far as mindsets because I, I'll be real, there are people that are not black that are way more involved in the protests and way more involved in their voices, which is great. But the concern that I have personally is don't just be a part of the protest because one, it's a thing to do or two, you think that that is your way of complying with how we feel like that's that. Okay. You're walking with us and you're, you're, you're cleaning up the city and you're doing all that's great. But does that mean your philosophy has changed? Do you really see us? Do you really look at us as human beings? Or are you still looking at us as a token prize because you feel bad for us? Like, we didn't ask you to feel bad for us. We don't want you to feel bad for us, actually. We just want to be equal. I've been saying this for weeks. We just want to be equal. We want to be treated as human. So shout out to those who are, you know, on the front line and, and walking with us. But please believe we are, when I tell you, the black society is up to here with excuses and 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 uh comments and reasoning i've ex- i've seen people i have friends i have close ones i have, I have social media like we are tired like <laughs> it is it is at that time where it's legit now it's a matter of us calming each other down as far as what are we digesting and you know making sure that we don't hate a whole race and all this stuff like that's how it is like we're that fed up and um i think it's good that we are but at the same time i just hope that everybody is able to 
think about things in peace and have that clarity. Um, oh, and before we transition to the 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 battle or not well, the battle of the, the service, uh, the celebration, <laughs> the celebration, was- celebration. I have a I have a a white. I call her my sister because we 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 serve alongside each other. But she really is an awesome, awesome woman. She's white. Um, and I won't say her name just for you know privacy and all that. But one thing she brought up that was very true, and she says, "We as Christians, and hello, if you don't know, we're Christ- we're all Christians, and this is a podcast that actually is a Christian podcast, but we're just very honest and real. So if you don't like it, bye." Um. The fact that uh, the fact that we people have fixed their eyes on Jesus so much that they missed his people. Like there are white people. They love Jesus. They love, you know, the gospel and all this stuff. But they're caught up so much. And that's been my frustration. My my deep frustration with Christians right now is, yeah, you caught up here. You focused on God. You're doing all this stuff. But are you really seeing what's happening? Like, are you looking at us? Are you are you looking? Sorry, I know you have so much to say, but are you looking literally at our pain, what we go through, even as a black Christian? And I said, I said in a in a group, I said, look, right now, one of the toughest things is being a black Christian because you're on the side of literally you're on the side of you want to protest, you're doing all this stuff, and you know, you know. pretty much F the whiteies and all this stuff. You're on that side. Then you're on the other side that says a group of people that says, Hey, let's pray about it. And right now us black Christians are finding it hard to fuse the two because everything on both sides is at level 100. Like I, that that's something that I feel like people don't really understand the predicament that we have mentally and emotionally and, sp- and spiritually is the fact that both sides are so escalated right now. And then you have one side that, and she said, and I love her for this. She said, you know, hey, people are fixed on Jesus so much that we're, we're actually missing it. We're missing all of it. It's almost like trying to go to. I say it is. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. They're not fixed on Jesus. They're fixed on their idea of Jesus. Ooh, that, as I've said before, I wish I had an air their horn. Ikea, <laughs> their, their Ikea <laughs> Jesus, their Ikea Jesus, who's, you know, nice and friendly. And the only time he got a little rough was when he flipped the tables. No. I feel like they no. flipped, if they thought if he flipped the table are, with like a pinky lamp. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, 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 no. Oh, if I'm your upset. eyes are fixed on Jesus then your eyes will be fixed on the same things that Jesus's eyes are fixed on. So what was his eye? What were his eyes fixed on? First of all, it it was the kingdom. So he came to accomplish and inaugurate the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God requires and demands justice. There are justice imperatives in there. Uh, when, when I look at, uh, what he says in, in the sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and, it's righteousness and all these things shall be added. We love talking about seek first the kingdom. Ah! We don't talk about the righteousness part. That word righteousness in, in the original language has implications of justice. So seek first the kingdom and its justice. You look at the interactions Jesus had in his ministry. It was always with the with individuals who are the least, the last, the lost, those on the margins. Jesus makes this statement in John 4. People love talking about the woman at the well. Oh, she was a hoe and Jesus talked to you and she got saved. No, no, no. 
a Samaritan woman, as a Samaritan woman, Samaritans were looked down upon by the Jews because they were, wait for it, folks, they were mixed race. Samaritans were mixed race. And so Jews, as they would travel, because Samaria sat in a a region that was in between parts of, of Israel. So Jews would often go around the region of Samaria, miles out of their way to avoid going through Samaria, all because of race. And Jesus says this statement, I must go through Samaria. I must go through a region with people who are looked down upon by my people, who are, uh, who are treated as second-class citizens. So when I hear people say, well, you know, I'm just trying to focus on the gospel, the gospel, the gospel is about reconciliation. All of it, right? (laughs) If if this ain't reconciliation, I don't know what is. So don't tell me this is a gospel issue and you don't want to reconcile. Don't tell me, well, I'm just trying to do what Jesus, what would Jesus do? Not what would Jesus do? Look Look in the dang book and see what he already did. And the fact that we missed it. We missed, first of all, Reconciliation, like we we are that attribute of the gospel. The gospel is literally revolving even all around We've that reconciliation, given. even sin, sin nature. Like we yes. are reckless, we are broken, we have we are jacked up. And Jesus went to the cross, what to reconcile that? Like I don't see how we. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like I, at my flesh, I'm like, I don't get it. Get my spiritual side. I don't get it. Like how, how can you, how you, how do you not know two plus two is not four? That's like, that's how, that's the, the landscape right now, as far as trying to figure out what's missing and what's not when it comes to Christianity and gospel and when it comes to racism. It's if you have trouble looking, if you have trouble looking at people as people, and the moment you feel any kind of inkling of like hesitation or anxiety, not because of a conversation or argument, but because you looked at somebody and you kind of get the jiggly wigglies, something's wrong. <laughs> like you need to fix it. Something might be wrong. So I just, yeah, that's just my little soapbox. I just hope that we are able to recognize like the real issues which I feel like we are at the same time you do. Of course you have those people that, yeah, they're going to ask some dumb questions, but the main thing that's a trigger for me is the fact that, yeah, you miss, you're missing Jesus so much. And it's like, you're, 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 you're caught up in this idea, like Osana said, and you're caught up in this, this ideology of who Jesus is and who he was. And the main thing the main thing about Jesus' ministry was reconciliation, was going into, into territories that, hey, people didn't really like him because they were probably, they were racist. They they treated him bad. And he still went in there to do the work, to say uh, say hi. He went in there to to communicate with with people and to and to impact people that wasn't part of his hometown. So if you really want to be like Jesus, step out of your actual neighborhood, your suburban neighborhood, and go ahead to a uh, 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 a hood, you know, for lack of better terms, a hood, and go go engage, go say hi, connect, you know, don't stay in one spot, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I I I think we're making progress. I'm seeing, I feel like I'm seeing a change when it comes to mindset. So don't get me wrong, and everything's not hell and high water, but um, I, I see more people across the board, and it is beautiful to see even across the world. Um, I'm seeing Spain, I'm seeing New Zealand, I'm seeing all these these countries 
protests. And to be honest, they protest is lit. Like they are mobbing deep, deeper than the US. Um, and even that's ironic. But <laughs> it, uh it's um it's getting better. I hope it I hope it and continues to get better. They're not getting shot up either. Right. They're not getting shot, they're not getting beat up. You even have police stations even taking any out there in the countries with them, marching with them. Um and 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 I hope, I hope you guys, if you are not of melanin, please don't start no riots for us. Stop, stop graffitiing, stop looting, and then giving us this narrative that black people are starting it. No, you guys are starting it because you really don't want the change. You just want to give this stupid narrative that we're trying to get out of in the first place. Like this is the first time since all these unarmed murders that us as black people have actually said, wait, let's actually protest in peace. We've tried everything else. We have shug and drived. We've danced. We've sing. We've sung Kumbaya. We did all this stuff. Let's see if we just protest in peace. And we have people that are literally Colin planted. Colin Kaepernick took a knee. Colin Kaepernick. Another point. I feel like a lot of us owe Ka- uh, Kaepernick an apology. I, I will say it. Oh, I will say it. Oh, a lot man. of us owe Colin Kaepernick <laughs> a strong apology. We have literally, Ooh. when he took that knee, when he took that knee, we literally twisted his whole, now that we know, it feels like a whole new revelation of it. We twisted his idea back then. And then we literally, even black people made it by, oh, you're, it's just, it's about the flag and you're, you're just trying to use this as a scapegoat and, and, and you're trying to get back to the lead, just, you know, putting on a show and the tryouts and, you know, having these wall field workouts. Like we went the whole nine. And when this happened, guess what we're doing with our memes and our pictures? Kaepernick, you see Kaepernick, you see Kaepernick, number seven, taking a knee, all this stuff, all all shirts, you see the imagery, you see, you know, what would Kaepernick do, all this stuff, and it's like, whoa, time out, time out, time out, time out. We wasn't like this five years ago, when Uh -uh. Trayvon Martin got murdered, when Sterling got killed, when Garner got, uh, I believe, I can't, it's sad that I have to, choked out, you got choked choked out, out. and that's sad in itself, the first I can't breathe. Yeah, it was sad in itself that I gotta now identify which death belongs to unarmed black men but anyways the fact that sandra bland the fact that we we did not defend this man for what he stood for back then at all and you can't tell me you you cannot say oh yes we did name a group of a solid group of people that said you know what he's right even colin kaepernick we i feel like we owe him an apology i feel like we should literally uh I don't know. Tweet him, be like, "Yo, my bad, dog." Like we we didn't we didn't understand. I you know, mm. hey, mm. like it's it's it you know it makes. Mm, I don't want to say his name, but uh, a person on first take it makes him look very uh, interesting because he was the first one to be against. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not not saying against. He was for uh, Kaepernick as far as what he was standing for and what's the 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 whole idea of what's going on and a lot of us didn't listen so and i'll be the first i was not listening i was like eh, he's just trying to you know money and, and publicity and he's using this he's taking advantage all this stuff so that's i feel like that's my hot take for the week uh- <laughs> hey hold on though yeah. can i say Go this ahead. about colin though yeah. even though we 
Jesus said it best himself, a prophet is without honor except for in his own country. Colin Kaepernick did what he did and stayed the course, stayed, stayed consistent, yes. still consistent till yep. this day. So I know it's easy for us to say, dang, we owe this man an apology, yeah. but let's also take notes. This was a man who's He's been consistent. consistent. And so stay consistent, stay the course, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it will cost you. People was like, oh, he did the little Nike commercial, so we're going to get paid right. now. The man's still out of a job. Still out of a job. Like he's still out of a job. So no matter what it costs you, be willing to stay the course because that's what change necessitates. A change a mentor of mine said it like this. A change is not a change until it's actually And I respect changed. him. I respect him for not being that dude, be like, ah, oh, I told you so. And he's not blasting on Twitter. Like he's not doing that if we have noticed. So uh I really shout no, shout out to him for staying the course and not and holding on to his guns. But I feel like even and real quick, yeah, go ahead. And real quick to piggyback off of Osan, not only did he stay consistent, but he also wasn't willing to compromise because even when he had the opportunity to work out and whatnot, they were like, hey, you can if you do this, that, and the third. And it's like, nah, nah, I won't compromise. You either take me as I am or you don't take me as all, at all. Yeah. So shout out to him. No, but even, even black people need to need to really adjust to what we listen to because none of us. I don't think there's not a lot of us um, that listened to Kaepernick at the time. A lot of us. We were still caught up in, in the NFL. We were still caught up in our, our sports, which is great. But a lot of us, there were some that were like, you know what? No, I'm not watching the game because they're, they're flat out racist. Goodell is an idiot and all this stuff. And now they made that statement. I've never seen so, many, so much backlash on a official statement than what I've seen in the NFL. Like literally, they made the statement, the official statement, as far as you know, we don't stand against racism and all this stuff. And literally, all the players was like, "Man, like, like, big facts." All big the players facts. With the was like, "Man, forget, like, no, we're not, no, we're not falling for this. Like, no, we know, we know, we're just athletes. That pretty much, if you wanted to tell us to shut up and play, you know, aka shut up and dribble, then that's what you really want to tell us. But because all this stuff is happening, let's make an official statement." So I, I I really I find this all all interesting, and the one thing about all of this that I, I'm really glad for is it's revealing everybody's true colors. It's revealing people's hearts in every sector: it's business, sports, politics, your neighborhood, your mama, your auntie, your like. It's revealing everybody's motives and agendas, and I really hope that as things unfold and get revealed, I really hope that you know there is some adjusting. Not give up on people, not not feel like, oh, he's a racist. Let me throw him away. I mean, don't don't engage because that goes against your morals and your values. But at the same time, I hope that we're actually giving a little bit of grace because what do you expect when stuff like this happens? Of course stuff is gonna leak. Of course stuff is gonna get revealed. Of course all of our ugliness is gonna be exposed. So because it's being exposed, that doesn't mean now that you should just shun them and just dispose of them in that in that sense. Adjust yourself accordingly and probably adjust your relationships. But don't dispose of people because of what the time represents or because of what's happening. That's really out of our control. You know, especially as black people, it's really out of our control. We don't have a solution. So uh yeah, but I, I think this past weekend was good. We had uh, an incredible celebration of music and, and healing 
in the words of Swiss Beats and Timbo, a healing service. And it's funny. You guys, it's funny to see like these celebrities, like they talk about God, but in a way that's so weird. <laughs> like, hey, yo, they, shout they, out to Carrie Hilson. Yeah, yeah shout out to Carrie. Carrie. Carrie Hilson. My God. Uh, it's, it, they, they, she's single. She, she don't got a Listen. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Priorities uh, in order. I, I slid into DMs. I didn't get a response. So, uh, so um, silly. No, but hey, yeah, go ahead. Hey, man, shout out. I was trying to figure out what the perfect words to describe it. Shout out to my sister, Maya Harrison. Check her out. She got some dub yeah. music, Maya Elizabeth music. But uh, she called this. She called the session "Cocoa Butter for the soul. Cocoa Butter for the Soul." Nice, nice. No, I, uh, but not, well, before we get to that, I, like I was saying, I wanted to finish what I was saying. Like, I feel like celebrities oh, yeah. who are like, like they want to believe in Jesus, but they just, they say higher power, the universe. Uh, I thought, the man upstairs. I, the man upstairs. I watched, the man above, I watched uh, the post, the, the post game of Twi- uh, Twiz, Swizz and Timbo. <laughs> and I hear them talking. And it's just like, wow, y'all just can't say Jesus. Like, it's, it's, I'll, I hate to say amusing, but it's like, it's really like, you sit back and it's like, wow, y'all really just can't say the word. Like, it just, it just doesn't, <laughs> it, it doesn't fit, huh? They don't, don't roll. roll. It don't roll it off don't the tongue like God. English. You can say God all yeah. day, but yeah, you, you just can't, can't say Jesus, can't huh? Say Jesus. And they were describing, they were describing Jesus in their conversation, but they just couldn't. So I just find that interesting. But Kurt Franklin, Fred Hammond did an amazing job. Je- Frederick. Fred, excuse me, Frederick. 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 Fred, excuse me, Kirk is known as a secular saint, so please. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's, let's secular, the, the secular, secular, the secular, secular Christian secular. producer. Uh, he, they, they, they had a healthy, they had a healthy, healthy, um, of course, people are going to say battle, but it's a collaboration. Nice. It was an experience. It was a celebration. Uh, of course, TD Jakes. TD Jakes uh, popped in to give opening words, and that outfit though. <laughs> Yo, TD got his own sense. My fault. Bishop Jakes has his own own sense of the style. Bishop. I can't, even, I can't even be mad at it. Bishop the drip. The drip. He Jakes. got some That's what drip. TD stand for the drip. He has some drip. He. I don't know when this started. Like I think maybe three, four years ago. All of a sudden, his clothes got tighter. He started wearing glasses. And I'm like, stop wearing them flowing suits. What? Stop wearing those. No more suits. Yep. No more suits. Yep. I remember that. And I, man, I, I opened up my live and I'm like, what in the Michael Jackson is this? And um, <laughs> he, he was praying. Great, great prayer. Great opening words. But my God, I'm like, this is uh, like, you belong in the screen video. <laughs> wow. But, you know, he walked off. And if Kurt Franklin and Frederick himself came in, and when I tell you, I felt like I wanted to clean the house during <laughs> the playlist. I'm like, this is some good chore music just to be, you know, still and relax. Um, Tamala Man popped up, did her thing. Yeah, but uh, it, uh, you guys take it, man. Warren Sap. Don't Ooh, forget Warren, Warren Sap. Sap Warren never would have made it. Sap. Warren never would have made it. Sap. Came in. God, I see what you do for Mr. Man. When is it my time? When is it my time? Wow. Wow. 
Wow. You know what me. it is, though? Because hey, I see you. Folks was like, man, Tamla Man look good. Here's the hey. thing. Y'all so used to seeing her next to 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 Mr. Brown. Kara, Kara. Y'all so used to yeah. seeing her next to him and make it, it bring her down. But when she by herself. No, nah, my crush started just, during just, that. Oh, you wanted the, you wanted the, oh, you <laughs> yeah, wanted the, the, the thick and yes. thigh, the thick and, uh, thick and lovely. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, you wanted to be the king. I am him. Tamla, I, I am him. And when I heard her sing, because, because on the show, that's how I started to know. I didn't know she was a singer. It wasn't until a while later. And then when I heard her sing, I was like, Lord. Oh, this is. Yeah. Song. She was an OG member of the yeah. family on Kurt, Kurt, uh, Kurt Franklin yeah, and the family. She was an OG member. I had no idea. Yeah. Yep. OG member. Hey, I got to say this. Let me, okay. let me come clean and confess. Cause we talking about all, the, there was celebrities up the Yazoo on there. Okay. Oh yeah. Snoop was on there. Some fool said, Hey Snoop, you can see walk to this. You can Christ walk Yo, to this. I said, I, I, tripping. Yeah. That was uh, someone who went like D dot man or something. But yeah. What, let's talk about your best friend, CP3. Yeah, Christopher Paul. Okay, listen, <laughs> listen. Okay, I don't know. I'm petty. What can I say? Why? What, so why they were played. You they enough? played. <laughs> they played. Now behold the lamb. Okay, now that. Listen. That's a song. Come on now. They played. Now behold the lamb. And CP3 said, "Man, I used to. I used to play this song before every game. It was on my playlist before every game." Christopher, why did you remove it? You should have oh, kept God. it in there. Maybe you'd actually wait win before something. you went to the Clippers or after. Because that's. He I don't know he when he stay. removed it. But he needs to. You should have kept it in. You should have kept that thing in. That was the okay? beginning of this pettiness. Listen, don't don't come. For yeah, me. I like. Hey, I, can you let him know of what else you said? I don't remember. No comment. <laughs> I don't remember. No comment. I don't remember. You so, know what? I got it right here. I'll be, I, I, while you're pulling, well, I'll, while you're I'll pulling be, that listen. up, uh, I, I will say, Kurt Franklin needs his flowers. He's probably one. He's one of the greatest producers, like Christian or not. Like let's let's not. We're not gonna play with this. Like genius. Kirk Franklin he a genius. is a musical genius. And the only reason why he's not considered a top tier producer is only because he's in he's been in the gospel genre forever. But when you really take just take the word gospel out of it, just square everybody up with Timbo, with Swizz, with all the rest of the producers, Kirk Franklin has to be in that discussion. Like, let's just subtract genres. He got to be in that discussion. I don't see why not. Um, dude went from, and even a thing that people miss is, dude went from producing live shows, live, yeah, live concerts, yeah. to now full-blown albums, studio albums. So when he was Kirk Franklin and the family with, with all of them, everything was live. There was no studio. There was no really studio recording in that sense. So now when he transitioned to, you know, 2000s, 90s and 2000s, or well, mm, early. We'll say 2000s, yeah, early, early 2000s. He started early coming 2000s. out with yeah. studio albums. That's a transition. Well, because he got, he, got, he got that imprint on RCA, yeah. for, uh, for Your Soul Records on RCA. And that was when, but yeah, my man's went up, up. Right. So it's like, people got to remember as a producer, even as a musician, to produce live stuff and now have to maybe in let's just say if he had to learn studio stuff like that stuff takes time so for him to master both arenas like that and do great shows and to do tours and sell out tours or for gospel music come on man like that's that's we're not let's not have this discussion as far as is he great or not dude is top tier so i just want to give i just want to give him his flowers for that 
But yeah, man, yeah, what, what did you say? Just, what did you say uh, to CB3? Here's what I said. So, so Christopher Paul said, he said, I need this whole versus playlist ASAP. All I said was, you need some new hamstrings oh, more said. than you need this playlist right Yikes. now. That's all I said. Well, that's cruel. That's a, don't think it. After all the good it's, work he's doing in OKC, right. making sure that they're in playoff discussion, you coming at his neck. OKC, his ham still ain't OK. Can't you see? <laughs> Look at this hatred. Yeah, I sense <laughs> a little bit of hatred. hatred. I sense a little okay. bit of hatred. Christopher, this, this Christopher Paul was in. Is it because he didn't go to the Lakers? That wasn't his fault. I'm actually mad. I'm mad at the league. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm mad at the league okay, for that okay, one. Okay, I'm mad okay. at Jerry Buss for, for running. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, okay, okay. Slapping his gums. Overall, though, I, I honestly, that was the, we needed that. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Not just as a, not just as a culture, but as yes. a world. We needed that moment. Salute to Timbo and Swizz. For uh for having the foresight, especially to invite those two. Now, if y'all remember when the Hezekiah Walker John P. Key situation went down, I said, "Yeah, this is cool, but I'd rather see Kirk versus Fred." I said it. I said it, and they gave me my heart's desire. The Lord gave me my heart's desire. Put it on Timbo's heart. Put it on Swizz's heart. So here they come with this, and I'm so glad that it wasn't an actual like battle. That it was a celebration. I mean, beforehand, Kirk had said like, "Hey, you know." Normally, I wouldn't be down with this because I don't yeah. want it to make it seem like it's it's a versus thing. I don't want to make it seem like mm-hmm. we're against each other. He said, yeah. but given the times that we're in, I feel like it's necessary. Is there a way we can do this together? So it's more yeah, of a collaboration. In the same yeah, in the same place. I do want to say, man, to, was it the most entertaining collaboration we've seen to date? I do want to say to that. Uh, cloud. <laughs> I do want to say to that to the you said the comparison of Hezekiah Walker and John P. Key. I think the difference with that one was John P. Key and Hezekiah one of the greatest greatest uh, gospel artists of all time. I don't think they carried the they don't carry the name power exactly. The, like exactly. so within our community, like we and they know got about John viewers. P. Key they, and when they went on, yeah, they, it was. Yeah. A, Oh, it was, was popping. Poppin'. It was, it was but poppin'. when you say was Fred poppin'? Hammond and Kirk, mm. even a whole secular Kirk arena, and then Fred, <laughs> they're coming in. Will come in because they've done secular stuff though. They've, exactly. they've done stuff with secular artists as well. So people are like, "Yeah, I'm tuning in." And I think the timing of it as well, with everything that happened last yeah. week, people were like, "Listen, I don't care what side of what fence you fall on. I need this right now. Like, I need this right now. For my soul needs this right now." Shout out to Kirk as well. To, to go back to your point as well, uh, Abraham, Kirk said this. He said, yeah, I don't want this to, to look like a battle because the truth of the matter is this. Without Fred Hammond, you don't have Kirk Franklin. That was a that was a, a Kobe Jordan moment, in my opinion. Like without like Kobe always says it. I don't I, I don't care about the comparison without Michael Jordan. You don't have Kobe Bryant. Without Fred Hammond, you don't have Kirk Franklin. Yeah. And as they were playing their stuff back to back, I'm like, dude, dude. Dude, I, I'm trying to remember what song came. Oh, I think it was Blessed. Blessed came on. And I started screaming, and my wife was like, Ooh, what happened? What happened? I said, Woman, Blessed is on. Come on now. You, you, you know, we got to act up. You got to act up right now. They were playing all the cuts, all the hits, all the good, good. And it was, it was dope to see the celebrities who were on there who were like, Man, I remember having to sing this song in the choir as a kid. Or, Man, I remember, uh, you know, this song got me through. I know all of us in our little group chat, we were talking about, man, I remember listening to this song at such yeah. and such point in my life. This song got me through. I remember, like I said, I remember my mom uh, used to play, my life is in your hands. 
we used to, I mean, in our old beat up bucket of Ashgrove van. And she used to play that joint, be crying out to the Lord. And so those are moments that are marking in our lives. And I think it was beautiful in a se- in a season and in a time in our world and our nation where, man, it is marked by some ugly stuff. Like we're going to look back at 2020, at least the first half of 2020, and say, yo, what yeah. the heck was that? Kids going to okay, <laughs> take a quiz Kobe. on this. <laughs> the pop quiz. We done lost Kobe. We done had a global pandemic because Auntie Rona. I was telling done, my roommate this a couple of days ago. I said, you know how Come Uncle on. Murder has the... Uh, the end of the year wrap up. I'm like low key. He could drop a whole album for 2020. Yeah. And each month represents a track on that album. Each month Easy. has something. January like, that's is, crazy. Each January month. is the each Kobe, month has felt Kobe like a track. year. Yeah. Yes. It's been ridiculous. Kobe took us through January all the way through February because they didn't have the memorial until the end of yeah. February, and then right after the memorial, but two weeks January later, January was lockdown. World War the lockdown. January was <laughs> World War Three, and I said on my Twitter, I said, "Yo, was oh, that's right? I yeah, said, first Iran, of all, yeah. was." World War Three, this or did we get it wrong? <laughs> I think we got it wrong. And then I said, well, "Did Corona?" Uh, I felt like coronavirus was like the mid-season finale. I think that was like just the middle part. And then here we go with this racism and all the protests and stuff. I feel like now we're on Mind the season you, coronavirus. Corona, corona lost it. COVID lost twenty. No, 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 it's not even that. COVID is like, hey, I'm gonna take a break, but I'm gonna be back later in the. Later for oh, the yeah. season wrap up, I, I rebuke that for the season for now. I rebuke that joint. <laughs> it's like we think, we think COVID is gone. It's like nah, don't forget COVID's still the main villain. It's just but the numbers are what's crazy is in certain COVID. cities the numbers are decreasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the time being, right for the cities that took it seriously, for the states that took it seriously, but for the states that it you know opened up early and all that other stuff. I'm praying God's mercy hard. Let me yeah. tell you. Because I, I, and it's funny you said 23. I said, uh, I read a quote. I posted it on my Instagram. It said, COVID lost. I can't believe COVID did lose a 23 to 28 to 3 lead to racism. The caption above it said, Yeah, man, you can never beat a dynasty. That's it. That's <laughs> it. I, I saw that you, and my I mind cried. Exploded I said- and I cried at the same time. I'm like, oh my god! So facts. So much. Facts. What are we doing? <laughs> A dynasty with home court advantage. Yo, like, like on, forever man. home court advantage right now. Like they have not got on the road at all. <laughs> they have not but jumped real on the talk, plane though. Um, because we was talking about it in the group chat when Hosanna came on. Yo, I was balling, oh, bro. I started. I, I started bet. crying. Yeah. And then when Revolution came on, I was like, hey, I'm about to, I'm, I'm coming yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going. I'm ready. I want to see a revolution. Heck yeah, yo. Let's hey, go. Yo, hey, yo, oh, shout, shout out to Kirk, though, for calling uh, uh, Wanda Cooper, the mother of Ahmaud Arbery, yeah. for getting her on the line. Yeah. That that right there might have been the moment for me, like, for of the whole thing. Getting her on the line and being able to have that conversation with her and just, you know, lift her up in a moment like this because- yeah, her, I mean, we look at all the things that have happened with just these crazy, you know, crazy situations, police brutality and all of that, like that right there, that moment I feel like was the first like catalyzing moment. And then George Floyd just wrapped it all up. But for hit, for them to get that in there, it was like, I mean, what else do you guys need to do? Like you guys have, you've done it. Yeah. You've done it with this entire celebration. And so if you have not, if you didn't get a chance even to did do that call. live- they, yeah, Fred yeah, did, a, did. Uh, Uncle yeah, Frederick did, did all. Brother Frederick, he did Come a whole altar call. 
A whole. But those those are like my big three. Like on Saturday mornings when I was little, it was cleaning up. My big the big three on the rotation was Curry Franklin, Fred Hammond, and BB and CC Williams on deck in the cassettes. BB and like I didn't hear nobody else. Nobody else. And some of them are good point. They say, oh, BB or CC can go in the battle. I'm like, no, because she don't even have, she don't have 20 hits. A lot of these gospel artists have transcending hits, but they don't have 20. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. The only people you can right. say who has right. 20 hits like that is a sheared sister. Or, or no, Kiara. I'm not, not any sheared sister. Kiara. Um, you mean Clark's sister? Kiara Clark's and sister. Uh, Karen. Karen. Karen sheared. Has, Karen for yeah. sure. But other than that, oh, Yolanda Adams will probably mop anybody. Yolanda be in there. Uh, I um, I don't think anybody else like that. Ty Tribute. I don't think. Well, Ty, but so in order to really get, I think anyone else who could touch it, you got to go back old school. Like, well, yeah, that counts. Seventies, sixties, seventies, eighties. So oh. I mean, Mighty Clouds of Joy, Reverend James Cleveland, Ooh. um, someone who actually came back into I think public view thanks to Kanye is the Reverend T. L. Barrett. If you don't know who he yeah. is, look his stuff up. That man's a Chi Town legend. Um, so I think you got to go back a little further. But outside of that, yeah, like you said, Cecil Cat, folks don't really have a catalog mm, like catalog that. Catalog is. Thin. I mean, I mean, they they Fred and, and Frederick and Kirk was pulling the, the, the yeah. they was pulling the heat out when they was like, oh, how much I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, I forgot, and it was dope seeing people say, oh. This was the one. This right. was my song. This was my song. Yeah. And you're like, dang, yeah. I didn't even think about it. Those that. are probably the only two hey, that have out, like shout hits. Shout out to Tony Baker, too. <laughs> Tony oh, Baker. he was clowning, bro. Oh, he was wild. <laughs> he, said, he said, Fred Fred's voice was handcrafted by Jesus and served up piping hot. I died. I when died. Kirk was like, hey, if you guys need a bathroom break, just hold it. He was like, Tony was like, uh, Kirk, I don't think you realize. I've oh, he's been a water pill, yeah. This whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Frederick was like, yeah, I, t- uh, yeah, I, first, took, I took a water, water pill, bro. Like, and he's like, so... Like, he's funny that was funny kirk is is hilarious yeah <laughs> kirk is no they're funny hilarious. i didn't realize i didn't realize fred hammond was that quick on his feet when it comes to his, his comments and his remarks i really didn't i'm like oh, yeah. oh you were you can that you can hang quick quick are you quick oh you all <laughs> right fred. okay you like fred, fred you, you quick you fred. put one out the holster huh <laughs> like that was good it was good the battle was good i don't know where they would i don't know where they're gonna go from here as far as versus they the talks have kind of died when it comes to the ushers and the other world and i mean at this point the only thing you can do moving forward is either get more gospel artists on or you tap in musicians like common those who catalog eh, what i mean look but you you might have to tap into those with catalogs that that are fit that are yeah conscious that are fitting for what's going on right now because okay. I'm, I'm gonna be honest i'm not gonna try to hear nothing about baby making because like going on in the world don't got me in the mood to be listening to that yeah to r&b no i, I get so, that I, I, I get that um i think what about if they do miley cyrus versus taylor swift i'm, I'm, I'm done <laughs> i'm let me and even and honestly even if they did that my... even if they did that taylor swift would probably demolish her anyway so that's that's just my little I'll take on that one. But this image is perfectly fitting. <laughs> I forgot I still had it up. I, I did that just for you, Abe. Right. I just forgot for you. I still had this image. Uh yeah, so I think uh, uh as far as battles, I don't know where they're gonna go. Um 
even if they don't do one this next weekend or whatever, I won't be surprised. I mean, it is a sensitive time. Um, it's le- it's looking like they're not. So we'll we'll definitely see what happens with that. I know music is very interesting right now. Uh, you got Apple Music. Shout out to Apple Music, who is killing it. The first song they played in their their own kind of protest at midnight was NWA, F the Police. And when I tell you I was hysterical when I saw it, I was like, yo, thank you. <laughs> hey, shout out to Spotify. Secretly, thank you. Thank you for saying this. <laughs> Apple, Spotify, y'all been Zero doing y'all chill. thing. Title, I hope y'all have, but I don't have title, so who knows? But I hope y'all been doing your thing. Pandora, you're trashed me anyway. So I, I haven't listened to Pandora in like five years. That's crazy. I have I don't remember last time I listened to Pandora. Pandora was my thing when I was in like eighth grade, and then I went to Spotify just because their international selection is by far the best. Yeah, there is so right far there. the streaming services. So, yeah. yeah, I uh, so. yeah, you know, shout out to Apple Music. They have a whole thing. It's been a lot of uh campaigns, which you, of course you we didn't see, we did not see with anybody else. But I mean, hey, if you're doing it now, you're doing it now. But shout out to Reebok. Shout out to uh fenty rayana with with her stance <laughs> pull up she said pull Nike. up pull up yeah <laughs> you know uh shout out to a lot of these organizations and businesses are taking a stand and even if it's in an official statement uh that's that it's actually more than what they used to do so that's why i'm saying it's it does feel different this does feel like there's a little bit of hope a smidget if there's any and so I think that's uh, that's super super important. As far as music, I don't know what what did anything come out. I'm sure things did come oh, out. Yeah. I haven't paid Whoa, attention. Oh, let's talk about. Listen, Freddie Freddie Gibbs. Freddie let's Gibbs. talk about Freddie oh, Gibbs. Alfredo. Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs. Alfredo. He dropped that album with with Alchemist. Boy, Alfredo was slapping. I played had that, that mug so on repeat. I had that thing. It dropped what Friday? Friday night. Friday. So I had Friday it playing all day Saturday. And then up until the verses on Sunday, and then you know, I switch gears. But Bro, it was Freddie can't lose. Great, it was a great project. It really was a great Fr- project. Freddie's on a winning streak right now. Yeah. He really is. If you if you're not tuned into Freddie Ibs, I don't know what to tell you. He's he's that dude right now. Go go ahead, do yourself. Do, turn off the Takashi Snitch Nine. Okay, turn off all that trash. Turn off the Taylor Swift. Turn off, turn off the Lana the Del Rey. Swift. Turn off the LDR. Turn off the Dozier cat. <laughs> Dozier. You can keep Megan <laughs> the Stallion on, right, Cecil? You, oh, Cecil would love the Megan the Stallion. Y'all really Not flipping even stallion, this. The Stallion. Yo, Yo before really we started being, this, huh? before we started Megan the Stallion. He was he was you listening to Savage Remix, dog. He was. He was listening he to was. Savage Remix. He had oh, his he was two favorite it. musicians up on there. Abraham was the one that was all oh. over Meg. I don't know how this flipped on me. He was he was loving it. But turn it all off and get you some Freddie in your life. That uh-huh. that man is oh, the only exception rapping, rapping. is if you want to head over to Spotify and listen to the versus playlist for um Kirk and for Secular Saint Kirk and Uncle Frederick. Then go ahead because you know that playlist is. I'm I'm about to blast that playlist after this. You know I'm about to and Christopher Paul before you listen to that playlist. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Uh. No, Alfredo is it looks good. I'm gonna check it out. I'm literally downloading it as we speak. No, I'm not downloading it. I'm actually saving it uh, in my thing. But Alfredo looks. Oh, he actually the the album cover literally has a bowl of Alfredo. 
<laughs> so shout out to Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist for dropping some dope heat. I will check it out. Apparently, it is great. It is wonderful. Um, is he is I, is I he underrated? Because to... I don't. I a lot of people haven't heard of him like that. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. People don't really like to talk about Freddie Gibbs that much. Those who do, they've been fans for a while. I mean, even myself, I've. I've been aware of him, but I've never listened to a whole project in full. Alfredo is actually my first Freddie Gibbs project Boy. that I took the time to like sit down and just take in. And mm. talking to some Freddie Gibbs fans, they're like, yo, this isn't even his best project. So I'm definitely going to go back and listen to his other works. Mm. Got it. Got it. Yep. Got it. But listen, he can't lose right now. That man is on a winning streak. Go ahead. Just, just run that with Freddie Gibbs if you need some real hippity hop in your life okay definitely a i'd say for me a top three album so far this year um along with uh royster five nines allegory mm. and west side guns pray for paris mm. you, listen all three of those albums i would throw lucas uh joiner lucas's album in there if half the tracks weren't released as singles mm-hmm. you know prior but outside of that listen yeah peep them three albums they're gonna hit you right there in the chest in the chest uh i didn't even know Lady Gaga even made an album. <laughs> yeah, no. Stop it. Stop it. Don't even. Don't I, even. I don't. You shouldn't have even mentioned I didn't, like, it. I honestly Disgusted. didn't know she made music still. Honestly. I know she was in a video. Well, you thought after, uh, what was that movie she did with Bradley Cooper? You thought after that movie? Hey, listen, I thought she was set. She just retired. There is Star is Born. That she just retired after a Star is Born. I thought she was hey, going to be an actress. Listen, I don't know. But I know she had a video. She, did, she was in a music video with uh, Ariana Grande recently. So. I know that drop. Oh, I think that song Who? is on the uh, Ariana Grande. That's one of the songs on the album. Yeah, Ariana Grande. Yeah. So I didn't know she was still around. <laughs> God, I'm not going down that route. Uh, so yeah, uh, Lady Gaga dropped some. Uh, you know, hey, if you like it, more power to you. Uh, little Lil Yachty, Lil Yachty. Who's funny? By I the didn't, way, stop. I didn't listen to that. Stop. He's I, a I funny didn't, person. I didn't take the time to I don't, listen to that. I'm not a little Yachty fan like that. On the Christian, it's been music. Freddie Gibbs, and and it's and all Frank about the it's all about that that Kirk that Italian Kirk. dish yeah. with the cream sauce. That's what we're talking about. Alfredo, uh, Bethel music dropped. Revivals in the air. I have heard about that album. I have not listened to it yet. I will, but I do know about it. Um, it looks good. Bethel, Bethel has always been consistent with their music. They've, uh, yeah, they've been consistent. They, you know, they haven't really did anything bad quality wise. They've just been consistent. They've been there. So, you know, at least in a Hillsong. Uh, Six Black with. Wow, uh, don't be disrespectful. Hillsong got like 20 different, like, groups under they. Right? <laughs> like, they, yo, fast. They, they like Wu Tang Clan. They like Wu Tang Clan. You got Hillsong. Right. You got Hillsong Young and Free. You got Hillsong. Like Hillsong, uh, Arizona. Hillsong, New York. Hillsong, uh, Five O. Let's not talk about Hillsong UK. Right UK. <laughs> UK. They they got, they got it all. They they run in the world. Yeah, I mean, when you don't defend um, other people. Wow! Uh, don't do that. So don't do that. So don't do that. Hey hey! Shout out to Carl Lentz, pastor of Hillsong New yes. York, for being that guy. Hillsong okay? New York. Listen, New York. he a part of the org. Okay, He's, hey, he doing the thing. He hey, doing the thing. real talk though. Um, I have to make an apology. A couple, uh, I think an episode or two ago, I said Silence of the Lambs was trash by uh, Ludacris. Let's oh. go. 
It's grown on me. It's oh. grown on me. <laughs> you know what it was, though? Here's lyrically, what it was. Now, here's what it was. And you said this. He has gone back to the promise line. Fired. Luda yeah. killed it. Lyrically. Yeah. Yes. Lil Wayne's fart, you know, but overall, it was just like, all right, I can, I can definitely listen to this song a couple more times. No, Luda, 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 Luda did it. Luda, sometimes Luda that sometimes Luda. you have rappers that make the song and... That's what he. That's it. I agree. That's what he did. A lot of times, you just you have a good song because of one artist, and that was that. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, Six Black, ATL Freestyle. What y'all think of that? It was good. Nah. Good. It was good. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Maya came out with something. What? Yes. Yes, Ooh, she did. Child. And she it did. was, it was at, it was, it was great. Now I think the funny thing was I didn't realize it until um I put up the outline, but I remember people were kinda upset with her tweeting out her lyrics for her song during the week. And it's mm. like, Maya, we ain't trying to hear all that right now. Yeah, like, come on now. Maya, come on. Don't be tone deaf. You gotta be smarter than <laughs> but that. But the song is great. Okay. I enjoyed the song. Good. Good, 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 good. Uh wait, how old is Maya now? Am I now? Forty one? Wow, she's actually I thought she was closer. She's been in the game for twenty one years, I think. Wow. I think she's 41. Wow. If I remember correctly. Shout out to Maya. 41. She's still in, she in there. Strong. Uh, what else music? I don't know any other you know, music that dropped. I know Apple Music right now is spinning them black records. Spotify. Oh, heck yeah. Dude. Spotify is doing their, their playlists. Um, KRS1 came out with a. KRS. Well, he was. Yes. He had a, he had a, a verse on a song. Maya's 40. Maya's 40. Maya's 40. Wow. Um, that's young, actually. That's really young. Especially for how long she's been in the game. Right. Too, that's yeah. perspective. I'm like, whoa, when did you start? Then, like, 19. You had to start at least 19. You know who's about to be 40 this year? Low key. Nick Cannon. Yo. We've seen him. He's one of them that Cannon. always looks like he's young. Like he's still in his 20s. He's always looked like that. We've seen him grow. He doesn't up. age. But yeah, he's been in, in the game forever. Ever. We've since a kid. Since Literally a kid. Yeah. Yeah, wow, Nickelodeon, the the movies, all the movies, <laughs> the OK movies, um, the albums that we don't never ever will ever speak about. Like it's he's had a but he's we had a good career. Those what we want, but he's actually had a good career as far as consistent and, and everything a except job. for music. He's done everything right. except for music. I think his biggest success is Wildin' Out. Like that was his that right there. Will last. This is crown and joy. Yeah, yeah, it will last. And I think when you when you find something and you find your niche, and it's like, oh, I can see, okay, I can do with this, and you start to build legacy behind it. You start to see how it can last. And I think while an out will last, and actually actually outgrow him, even if let's just say he says, you know what, I'm not a part of while and out. I think people will still look at while and out and be like, it's because of Nick Cannon. They will always associate. A name with a place or a name with a location. I think he did that. So no, we get. I I give Nick Cannon his flowers for that. I give him like he was. Yeah, you know, he went from a lot of B list movies, albums, and all this stuff, and it was like, all right, you just you know, you just that actor that likes to find a job, which is cool. At least mm-hmm. you got a job. But once Wildin' Out was birthed, I think it was like, ah, this is you. Like we, this that's is, it. That's it. You yeah. found what you are, and, like what you what your niche is. So that's good. And, and shout out as well. He gave a lot of people platform on that, yes. on that show. A lot of people came a lot through of and were part of just the team. Cat Williams was was in there. Corey Holcomb, yeah. um, people who uh, Hudson's the Hudson brothers, comedians who, yeah, yeah. Um, Afion Crockett, 
Yeah. Um, and then what I love that he's doing right now that he's done over the past probably like two or three years with Wildin' Out is he's taking these cats who are like social media famous or social media uh, like comedians and giving them platform mm-hmm. to see like, hey, are you really the real deal? And a lot of them have, have, have sprouted off off of that and even give us some battle rappers, you know, a little bit shining there. Shout out to Conceited, yep. Charlie Clips, yep. uh, Sharon. Yep. Uh, I feel like I missed. Oh, Hitman Holla. Shout out yeah. to them for I mean, sure. Owen you and seen, uh, Connor Deans. You've seen Deans. DC Youngfly, uh, Terrence Miller. Fly, they've, yeah. they've been able to use this as a platform to further further mm-hmm. expand and grow yeah. themselves with um 80 85 south, 80 south south 85, 85 south, south show yeah, they, so yeah. that show yeah. is been, amazing i've actually uh yeah, yes. hilarious. i've seen it those three are yeah. are him carlos and hilarious carlos are hilarious chemistry is hilarious they're off the charts oh, uh man. the the way they the way they built that thing from the ground up they use their shows live literally live podcast pretty much in a sense because they, they're classified as a podcast um yep it's kind of like comedy podcasts, and they put it on YouTube, full-length podcast on YouTube of the actual concert, but then also you can get the audio, which is very unique in that sense, because of course everybody has their two-hour-long podcast, but theirs is with a live audience, a stage. Mm-hmm. It's different, mm-hmm. and I've always told creatives, hey, when you, when you do something, just find the difference. What's your difference? How can you be different? How can you... Uh, uh, use your product to be different aside from everybody else, man. And DC Young Fly, Carlos, and I forgot the other one. I forgot the other name. Uh, Carlton Miller. Carlton Miller. Or is it not Miller? Is it Carlos? No, Carlos, Miller? Carlos Miller. And then, Chico Bean. Yeah, Chico Bean. And then yeah. Carlton. Chico Bean. Chico oh, Bean. I'm sorry. I don't yeah, know who Chico, that is. Chico Bean. Who, by the way, Chico Bean and Carlos are some amazing rappers. They can freestyle your butt off. Like, hey, low key. Don't let's not. Key. Yeah, like, I've seen them in, in not just the BT server. I've seen them rap and some cybers and stuff. They get down. Like <laughs> they rap, can get yeah. down. Uh DC Young Fly is actually a pr- a pretty good singer. Uh you, you know, when he when he's too, when he takes it seriously, I think he dropped the yeah. album too, like not too long ago, a couple years ago. He's a decent singer. So these are some talented individuals that and stand and up stand-up comics. comics. Like, they can legit they, can, they put on a they show. They can legit do their thing. They really mic. do put yeah. on a show. Um the way they branded that is genius. And so, uh, you know, I, I give them credit. I watch them all the time on Instagram and YouTube. And when I get a chance for free time, they're hilarious. So they're different. And I guess that's my, encur- that's my encouragement. Like, find your difference uh, as a creative, as an artist. You know, we at the Craft Factory, we love to make sure that we try to do stuff differently. Um, even if it may look like somebody else did it, we want to say that we put our spin on something. And so our own flavor, our own little flavor, something, whatever it is, it has to be something. And so that's the encouragement that that what they're doing in their own right, and that I hope that the other artists and creatives do is that you can still find your difference, even if it looks the same. There's room for everybody. That's so, good. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, solid. yeah. Uh, that is one thing I do want to say real quick before we sign off is that look, <laughs> um, for everybody out there, yeah, there is many ways you can participate in letting in this fight you know you don't have to be out on the streets you yes. can just sharing information is helpful uh opening up your pockets is helpful whether it's to supporting black businesses whether it's to uh help out donate and to help out with those who need bail um whether it's just talking to your own family and friends and correcting their ignorant rhetoric that's helping but silence will not be 
tolerate it. Yeah. No, yeah. And and, and that's it. finding your that's difference and making sure that you you know, be involved. Be involved. Um I know a lot of people, there's some people that even I know that felt a little awkward or bullied into certain things when it comes to putting the polls and stuff like that. I'll say this, um we're not we should not be into bullying somebody into doing something, but at the same time, um recognize what's going on, be conscious of what's going on and and make your difference and and be involved. Don't ever feel like you have to I and I'll say this, don't ever feel like you have to put a black picture up or um you feel like, you know, you have to protest because everybody's doing it. So let me just be a part of it because I'm black and I got to or even if you're not black, you just yeah. feel like you got to. Don't get bullied into doing something. But what I w- what I will say is be involved mentally and and fit in some way physically and emotionally so that way you can really have a grasp of understand what's going on around you and be connected to what's going on. So neighborhood will first impact your families and second impact your your neighborhood. You know, talk to your neighbor. Have a conversation with your neighbor. Say hi. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you know how to cook, go go give basic. Go give, go give them a snack. Go, you know basic. what I'm saying? Basic stuff. Drop off some, go cookies. some cookies. You know, don't borrow no more sugar. You give them sugar. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, fucks. do do that. something that just impacts your in, your neighborhood in itself. You'd be surprised how far that goes. And then the next step, of course, is you know reach out to your community, your your local community. And if you serve in a church or if you're at a church, now you can now you know, do stuff within the church, uh, and then move to the city. What can you do for the city? Um, but yeah, this, this, we hope, we hope things will change. We, we want, we want to say, we believe that it will. Um, and we appreciate all the, again, this, even the support and, and even for this podcast, the support of this podcast as it grows and, uh, being able to express ourselves on a platform um, that we're able to do it healthy in a healthy way and not feel like we're bashing or anything like that. It is a beautiful thing. So stay encouraged, be blessed, um, make impact, create the change, be a voice. Don't be silent. You know, uh, please black lives do matter. All lives do not matter unless black is involved. That's what, that's how it always will be. And so, um, to those who are having that conversation, as far as defending all lives, stop it. Um, I made the analogy on my Instagram and I said that you, you know, you sound like that student in the back of the classroom who keeps asking questions over the same assignment. And the teacher has actually explained to you multiple times on how to do the assignment. Like that's what you sound like. And so um, I say that with love. <laughs> so this is Let Him Speak. My good buddies, thank you, Osahan, Abraham. For coming in once again, I am your host, Cecil. We are the Craft Factory. Again, if you are listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, thank you so much. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Please, please, please subscribe on those platforms. Feel free to head to thecraftfactory.org. Or you can email us with your questions at info at thecraftfactory.org. But until then, we'll talk to you soon. Peace.